0: Assalamu alaikum alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is Yusuf Umar from South Africa with the podcast series on the Top Islamic Network. I hope you have been enjoying all the podcasts. The previous two podcasts, we focused on those statements that you will hear when you want to change your life, when you want to take that step, those people or those statements that might bring you down. We focused on that, we dissected it, we analyzed it, and we gave reason as to why You should not consider or take those statements to heart. You might want to go check it out and listen to it and give us feedback on that inshallah. This week's topic, once again, it's in two parts. Very important, very relevant, a question that has been asked not even a hundred times, maybe a thousand, ten thousand of times. People always ask, what can we do to assist the Muslims around the world? We know whether it's the Muslims in Syria, the Muslims in Palestine, the Muslims in Afghanistan. And every now and then there's a new country. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for them. But what can we do to assist them? How can we help them? Sometimes, as Muslims, we feel so helpless. We're sitting there, we're listening to the news, we're reading what's happening. So many people are dying. We have widows, we have orphans, etc. What can we do to help such Muslims? As far as the hadith is concerned and the Quran is concerned, what is our responsibility? Now we're going to go through this insha'Allah. I've cut it into two. Spiritual and practical. We'll go through these spiritual aspects right now and then practical in the next podcast, inshallah. Now, first thing we need to understand is we need to look at ourselves and we need to ask, What are we doing about it? In political circles, people will look at the other Arab nations and say, Why are these Arab nations so quiet, etc.? That is between them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They will answer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whether they have valid reasons or not, we don't know. But we sitting here in our homes, we cannot do anything about it. People will say, Why are these people not doing why is this government not speaking out etc we cannot do anything about that we need to look in the mirror and we need to ask ourselves what can we do about it what can i do about it i like to call this the mirror effect so like i said i've got few points spiritual points practical points as well Uh, in this episode inshallah we're going to go through the spiritual points so as far as spirituality is concerned what can you do for those people that are suffering around the world let's get right to it The first thing that is very important is Dua. We need to understand by far the most important and lethal weapon in the hands of a Muslim is Dua. Sometimes we underestimate Dua. It might just be our weakness, but we need to understand, without the action of Dua, every other act will lack power. We can do whatever else we want, but without Dua, it will lack power. Let's just say Dua is the battery. Supplicating, asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is the battery. And what is the proof for it? We often hear of the battles that Sahaba went into. We hear of the amazing victory at Badr, when 313 Saba defeated an army of a thousand. What we don't realize is that the night prior to that battle, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam set up for hours in dua. He knew that without dua, the efforts of the army and Sahaba will be less effective. So this is the main thing we need to understand, dua. There's no need to make an Arabic dua. There's no need to sing a beautiful dua as well. In fact, I want to dedicate an entire podcast to this in the future, how to make dua and the different dynamics of dua. There's a great misunderstanding of you need to know Arabic and you need to have a beautiful voice. It's nothing like that. What you need to do is when you're making dua, you raise your hands. Just imagine you are speaking to a person who has total control over the war. Let's just focus on the war in Syria right now. Imagine you are speaking to a person who has control over the war. He can make one phone call and he can stop everything. He also has a very kind heart and you lucky enough to now sit with him alone in his office and speak to him, what will you ask him? You're going to ask him to stop the war. You're going to plead with him from your heart. This is exactly how you should make dua. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that one being who has control. And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to stop it right now, it will stop right now. So the first thing we need to make is dua. This is the hadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi Wasallam. Dua is the essence of ibadah. So when we speak of ibadah, when we speak of spirituality, we should never ever forget du'a. There's a reason why I mentioned it first, because like I said, it's the battery. It doesn't have to be a 40 minute du'a, a half an hour du'a, one hour du'a. Sometimes each one of us, we have different capacities. So even if we can only make a one minute du'a in our native tongue, it's fine. We go ahead and we make the du'a. We never know that one dua can save so many people. Sometimes we might be making dua and we say, yeah, but dua is not working, dua is not working. How do we know? Maybe there's so many women that's supposed to be raped, but our dua was an obstacle in that. So many brothers and sisters supposed to lose their lives. So many children supposed to lose their lives. But our dua was an obstacle. We'll never know this. We'll only perhaps find out on a day of Qiyamah. That is why we need to continue making dua. Number two is charity. Charity or some of us know it as Siddiqua. It has a very powerful effect. It has the ability to divert calamities and it has the ability to draw the power and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What we need to understand when it comes to charity is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks at quality, not quantity. Understand the difference here. Allah ta'ala looks at the quality of your charity, not the quantity of your charity. I'll give you an example to make you understand. If I have a million dollars and you have ten thousand dollars, I give $10,000 in charity, while you only give $1,000 in charity, whose charity has greater power? It's your charity that has greater power, even though I gave 10000 and you only gave 1000 Why does your charity have greater power? Because I only gave 1% of my wealth. Remember, I have a million dollars and I only gave $10,000. You, on the other hand, you gave 10% of your wealth, because you have $10,000 and you gave $1,000 in charity. So this is basically the difference between quality and quantity. Allah Ta'ala looks at quality, not quantity. Keeping this in mind, don't worry about what the wealthy are giving. Let's look into our own pockets and worry about what we are giving. It's easy to say that, yes, if I had so many millions, I would build a hospital. But with this little that you have in your pocket, just give out something. Give out something to the poor. I'm not speaking about donating to those in the war-torn countries. That's coming in the next episode. That falls under the practical aspects. Yeah, I'm speaking of a general donation, just some charity to a poor person in your area. But with that intention that, oh Allah, use this charity as a means of averting the calamities from the Muslims around the world. Use this, this little that I'm giving. And you never know, it can hold a lot of weight. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq insha'Allah. Thereafter, another important aspect that we can involve ourselves in is istighfar. Asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. The hadith of Nabi sallallahu mentions understand this hadith properly Nabi sallallahu says man istighfar min wa لَا in some narrations what does it mean Nabi sallallahu is saying that person who holds on to istighfar Constantly the person is asking Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala for forgiveness. Allah Taala creates for him ease out of every difficulty, Kulli And from every tight situation, from every difficult situation, Allah Taala finds him an escape route. وَيَرْزُقُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا Yahtasib, And Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala provides for him from sources that he could never imagine. If your concern and if your worry is those in other parts of the world, is war-torn countries, the orphans, the widows, etc., those people being murdered. And if you constantly make istighfar, Allah Ta'ala will remove this concern and this worry from you. And one way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can do that is by bringing the war to an end or making it easy for those people in their parts of the world. So we try to make istighfar because the hadith teaches us that it removes calamities and it takes us out of a difficult situation. And right now we are in a difficult situation. Now the question is how do we make istighfar? Look, it's very simple. The ideal way is to sit down in dua, do raise, raise our hands and to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us. If that is not possible all the time i mean if we got work and we always busy in other things then we make stif- the lengthy version which is ideal and if that's too difficult we should try to learn that but if that's too difficult then just say أستغفر الله. أستغفر الله means that oh allah i seek your forgiveness so we constantly say الله, and we have this intention that inshallah This istighfar will be used as a means of removing my concern and my troubles. And one of those troubles and concerns are the people that are suffering around the world. There's various other deeds that we can also do. We can perform two rakats of nafil salah, salah salatul hajat. How you do this? It's basically a normal two rakats of salah. Your intention should just be nafil salah and two rakats salatul hajat. And like this, inshaAllah, you make that two rakats salah. And after that, we can make Dua. And you can ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy for them. In fact, on that topic as well, another podcast that I want to, uh, inshallah, discuss in future is the various types of nafil salah. Tahajjud, chast, awwabeen, all these types, salatul hajjat. I think it will be beneficial for all of us. We will, inshallah, discuss that at a later time. So there you have it. That's a few aspects that we can keep in mind, spiritual aspects, as far as helping those in other parts of the world are concerned. The next episode, inshallah, we will be discussing the practical aspects that practically what we can do, you don't want to miss that out as well. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for the people around the world, for Muslims around the world, non-Muslims as well. I always say, we as Muslims, we should never only be standing for Muslims, we should stand for truth. If you get the scenario where non-Muslims are being oppressed, then we should be on the side of the non muslim So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for all those around the world that are suffering, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring an end to the suffering, inshaAllah. Amin. So there you have it. Comment if you will, tell us what you think about the podcast if you commenting on the social media use the hashtag top islamic podcast and search top islamic network across all platforms and if you want any topic discussed if you feel you want to hear more about it we should discuss it etc then also send us a message and we can discuss it inshallah until next time this is yusuf umar assalamualaikum wa wabarakatuh